From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. I, I don't actually date a whole lot lately. Why not? Well, when I'm with a boy I like, it's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. <laughs> it's not that bad. No, it is. I think boys are more interested in a girl who can talk. And that's from Buffy. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and what do you do on a first date? Think of your own first dates. I can remember, well, I can remember my first date with my husband, and he came over in his car, and he brought his, what he said was a puppy dog, and it ended up being a big black lab who was sitting in my seat in the front of the car, and I was not a dog person. I didn't know how to deal with animals. What do you do right on a first date? What do you do wrong on a first date? And it doesn't matter whether you are a high school senior or a senior citizen. What we'll be talking about later on in the show applies to both. You may be very shaky and nervous when you go to meet a person for the first time. You may be excited. You may feel that the first date should be structured. You know, you have to get to the main issues that you need to know about the person right away. Or you may feel it needs to be totally spontaneous and then you find out nothing. Where do you go on a first date? How long should it last? And what topics should you focus on? And which ones are taboo you should avoid on a first date? Later in the show, we'll be talking with dating specialist, Dr. Don Kiefer, about how to prepare and behave during a first date. And also, we can talk about anything that's on your mind right now. And it may be holidays. And for many people, there's tons of holiday cheer. You're very happy. And for other people, they just want to bury themselves under the cover and wait till the holiday's over. Family tensions can escalate during the holiday. You may have to invite Uncle Joe to your home and give him a big hug when he steps into your house for the holiday meal. When you know you can't stand his guts, He's loudmouthed, he's a lazy, slobbering drunk, and you know he's going to ruin the day. You know it. You don't know when, you don't know how this time, but you know he will ruin it. Your parents may be coming over, and it could be that there there have been chronic tensions forever for decades between them, and you have to put up with them in the same room once more, and you feel like the kid again. Or it could be that they're divorced, and they're bringing their new partners over because Everybody wants to sing Kumbaya and feel really good around the campfire. But you know that the sparks are going to be flying. They're going to be subtle put-downs for the whole day. Or you may have a sibling that you hate. For other people, it's a sad time of year. They've lost a loved one and it brings back the memories. And it's very painful. Or it may be relaxed and joyous. Give me a call. That's one of the many things you can call me about. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show's The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I can answer any questions that you would ask a counselor or a therapist. And although it's not re- doesn't replace therapy, it's not therapy, it gives you an opportunity to get some clarity on some issue that's going on right now in your life. You can jot down my number. It's toll-free, 1-877-D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. Again, that number's toll-free, 1-877-D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. 
K-E-N-N-E-R, and my website's drkenner.com. We have lots more coming up. If there's something you've never talked about with anyone and feel like you'd like to talk with me about it, you can do that. You can always change your name. You can change the personal details so that it remains anonymous for you. Uh, There is something that one woman has never talked about with anyone, and it's intimacy. She's never been intimate with anyone that she dates and she doesn't know how to be intimate, and she doesn't want to stay in the dark anymore. We'll be talking about her situation coming up. And right now, we are going to turn to the after-hours line, and we're going to talk about someone who feels he's got a trust issue uh, with his girlfriend. Yes, hi, Dr. Keener. Uh, I got a problem. Uh, I got uh, a girlfriend whose roommates don't trust me, because they did a background check on me, a criminal background check, and they didn't find any information on me. Uh, I was wondering what I could do about this to make them trust me, why I've never given them a reason. Okay. First, you can't make anyone trust you. Trust is something that you have to earn, and you earn it by being a good, lovable, decent, upright person. Now, that means that if they found something in your criminal background checked that is legit and that is bad, that gives them reason not to trust you, then, sorry, Charlie, but you have given them reason not to trust you. You have. Let's say that it was petty larceny or that it was drug possession and it wasn't just marijuana, but it was something pretty serious or that it was drug dealing or some sort of abuse or some brawl in a bar or breaking an entry. It wasn't just parking tickets. That's not going to be on your criminal background check. So if they found something, and if you weren't framed, if it's legitimate, these are facts, then they are right to put up red flags around you. And the people in your life will put up those red flags when they find out this fact about you. The, the, The bottom line for you is, have you repaired yourself? Have you literally... Uh, changed your character? Have you made yourself into someone lovable? Change is possible. There are people who steal, rob, cheat, lie, and they haven't done it to the extent of murder or anything that's uh, so reprehensible that they can't repair their character. There are people who cannot repair their character. They're beyond hope. Uh, But if it isn't bad and you have worked really hard to change your character, then open up with them. They may hate you even more when they hear more of the details, but that's the only way you're going to earn their trust if it's at all possible. They're not only getting the information from the criminal background check, though. They get lots of information just by observing you, your mannerisms, your tone of voice, your body language, your what you say, what you choose to say, how you interact. They're constantly getting data on you, and they're summing it up based on their context. If in their context they don't trust you, then you may ask them for some feedback. You know, what is it I'm doing that's off-putting? What is it I'm doing that you find, you know, what would, is there any, you can even ask them, is there any way that I can earn your trust? How do you feel it's broken? In what ways? And they may say no, in which case you have to give up. What can you do? It's, they're the judge of it. You cannot make them trust you. If that's not, if, if they say, well, listen, um, you were joking with us and we didn't think this was very funny. You were joking about the way we looked the other day, about how pudgy we were. And not only, it really isn't the criminal background check because that was only, you know, possession of marijuana and we, we're not going to get upset about that. We just didn't like the way you acted around us. 
Now, many people don't level with one another, so you may not get that frankness, but you can try. So again, you can work with your girlfriend, and it, um, if her friends don't like you, then it does complicate the situation. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. When we come back, we'll be talking about one girl who would like to be more intimate but doesn't know how. So your husband wasn't jealous? No, he approved, actually. He doesn't mind a gorgeous male nude in the house? No, considering that I let him have the two lovely women he wanted, and we found the perfect seascape for the living room, too. This gallery, Quent Cordaire Fine Art, has the most incredible selection of paintings and such beautiful sculpture. For the finest in romantic realism, visit Quint Cordaire Fine Art at www.romanticrealism.com or call toll-free 1-866-267-3247. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner. Here's an example of two people with a conflicting sense of life discovering each other. Alicia met Daniel on a blind date. He was financially well off, but he wore an old t-shirt and his hair was dirty and unkempt. Alyssa asked him what he did for a living and he replied, computers and stuff. She asked him why he liked his work. He didn't know, except that it was fun sometimes. She asked him what he wanted in life. He had no long range goals. She asked him what books he liked. He didn't read books. He watched TV and played video games. Instead of looking at her, he looked at the ceiling or at other people in the restaurant. Alicia was an attractive, successful, and ambitious lawyer who loved reading and developing her mind. She couldn't stand Danielle and felt totally invisible to him. Being with Danielle, she felt as though he was from an alien universe. His sense of life was opposite to hers. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.